What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Dual Threat Sports Podcast. As always, your host, Anthony Saccone, joined by Jack Rabbits. Jack, semester's flying along, but man, are we keeping it real here on the Dual Threat Sports Podcast. That is it, and we got probably our best episode yet. We got some very fun guests that we'll introduce you to you guys in a second. But first, let's talk about those New York Knicks who are streaking let's right now. Let's talk about those New York Knicks. So for you guys listening right now, we're going to do a little New York Knicks. Then we're going to bring on two very, very special, special guests and bring you guys a live NFL mock draft picks 1 yeah. through 16. But before we get to that, how do you not talk about the New York Knicks, man? Eight in a row, the fourth seed as we sit here on April 22nd, 2021. The Knicks are the freaking four seed, Jack. It is very exciting, unexpected. And you know what? Like, I'm just trying to take it, not take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Because the beginning of the season, if you would have told me, like you said, April 22nd, the Knicks were sitting in sole possession of the fourth place, fourth seed with this roster, I'd have been like, you're crazy. Yeah. But here we are. Tibbs has come in. He, the Knicks have bought into this guy's, you know, his old mentality where it's going to, the defense is going to lead the way for 48 minutes. And it hasn't always been pretty. But let mm-hmm. me tell you something. I have never seen the New York Knicks play this hard in basketball since right. I've been a fan of them. Even in 2013, when they had that great team. They never played that well, that good of defense. Right. You know, their offense was kind of leading the way. This team is all defense, and they've gotten the timely shot. Julius Randle has played like an MVP this season. And talk about most improved, it has mm-hmm. to go to Julius Randle. Oh, no question. The way he's turned around, he's improved in every single category. He's so much more efficient, and he's leading this Knicks team into the playoffs. And let me tell you something. I'm. This is a Knicks team I wouldn't want to face in the playoffs because – they're yeah. such a good group. They defend so well. They defend the whole game. Yeah. Like, they don't take one possession nope. off. It's insane. And it's crazy. They're actually deep. Like, they got a good yes. rotation. I'm not saying their rotation is, like, the best of the best, but they have guys who will play. The mm-hmm. tapes can go 10-11 deep in the playoffs. Right. Um, and I don't want to say they're in the playoffs yet because we still got 12 games to go. But so there's a 94% chance that the New York Knicks will be in the playoffs this year. Yes. Eight straight wins when they were 25-27. and 27. For a second, we were like, uh-oh. We were like, I don't know, this could be going south, but they picked it up. Eight straight wins. They got three more home games on mm-hmm. this homestand before they go out west for a yep. big five-game road series. But, man, oh, man, the only thing I regret is not having Madison Square Garden sold out right now. That's my oh, only Could you imagine call. if it was 19,000 instead of 2,000 oh last night God, against the Hawks, stop. even the Hornets? I got goosebumps just thinking Biggest about game in the Garden yep. in 10 years I, I for tweeted that out the last night after the win. That was the biggest Knicks win since game six of the yes. 2013. 2013. First round. Uh, we, we were in, yeah, in eighth grade yep. at the time. Right? I, got, we I got confirmed that night. That was my confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> so, But it's exciting. These Knicks, you know, we haven't had Burks for a couple games. Hopefully he'll be back from the safety health, health and safety protocol. Um, and also, you got to give a shout out to Derek Rose. I mean, talk about okay. how well he's played. And he has really been leading this Knicks team down the stretch. And I feel comfortable with the ball in his hands late in the game. And like I said, I mean, the East, it's really a three-team race, right? You talk about the Nets, but they're iffy right now. With their main guys out, obviously, hard. Well, I don't know about a three-team race. There's some weird teams. Like, the Heat can compete the in the Heat, playoffs. But I'm sa- no, but I'm just talking about regular season, though. For, like, the first three. For like, the top three, three seeds, that's, yeah. a, that's set in stone. And but you're right. Like, the Nets the and, four I, to ten is just you're right, jumbled. You're right. The Heat and Celtics scare me. I don't want to see them in the playoffs no. because they got a good roster for whatever reason. They're just not clicking. But the Knicks are right. Uh, can you imagine the New York Knicks? Not even the fourth, but they're ahead of the Heat and the Celtics. Like, it's wild. Right. The only thing that could derail the Knicks is that brutal West Coast road trip yep. coming up. But, yep. hey, that's for another podcast, yep. another time. We'll yep. have plenty so, more for you guys here on the podcast yep. when it Let comes me. to Knicks basketball. Yep. And like you said, April 22nd, the Knicks are sitting pretty in the playoffs. Four seed. So, on an episode next week, we'll give a little update on them. But now, yep, 
It's NFL mock draft. And unfortunately, the bad news is we couldn't get Mel Kiper and Todd McShay. We couldn't. We, we had them on the line. But so we got the next two. The best. We got the next best two. Next best two, I'd say. So let's welcome in Mr. Pat Keller, who's been on a couple of times, and Mr. Aaron Such, our draft specialist, the man himself. Welcome, guys. How are guys. we, guys? How are we? It's great to be back because it's my third show this semester it is it is so we want to give you guys a little update before we head into this mock draft we got two giants fans and pat and jack a cardinals fan of myself and a little dun 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 music a cowboys (laughs) in the house so a real real stretch of different fan bases coming at you guys live on the dual threat sports podcast get right into it for you guys this is what we're gonna do first 16 picks right and we're gonna do like a little snake order so pat we're gonna go alphabetical order it's gonna go pat keller keller first Followed by me, Rabbits, then Sacone, three, and then Such, four. And then we'll switch it back on for the second pick. Such will lead us off into Sacone, me, and Pat. That's how we'll do it. 16 picks. And again, it's open for debate, discussion. So we'll have fun. There'll be a lot of, I'm sure, disagreements. And let's get it going. All right, Pat, so- whoa, whoa. You're on the clock with right. Pat Keller. All right, so I mean, I think this is. I think, I think everybody knows this pick. Yeah. Off my first, so, first four straight up? Or just no, just one. Just one. Just one. So with the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence. Surprise. <laughs> yep. I'm going to keep it quick. There's nobody who has played in bigger games than Trevor Lawrence throughout his career at Clemson. He's done it all. No doubt about it. He's probably the most highly anticipated quarterback since Andrew Luck, I'd say. So this is going to be very exciting to see him finally in the NFL. And i sure Mr. Sacone and such. I look at this Jaguars roster. What do they need? Glaring. What they need, they need a tight end. Give me Kyle Pitt. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, obviously. Kyle keep it rolling. Could you imagine? How would that be? Trevor I, Lawrence, I keep it going. Jaguars fans are already sending Trevor Lawrence money for his for his wedding. Yep. Give him a little, yeah, he's a little a, dowry I payment. Trevor Lawrence is tweeting, too. Oh, oh, I can't wait to be a part of the Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah I mean. Like, this has got to be some sort of Well, I, I look at it like, like no, no, he's not there. It's like Zion right? Williamson a couple years ago. Yeah, like, he, they knew he was going to the Pelicans. All right, Sasha. So, uh, I mean, I'm not not gonna be surprising yeah. or any type of controversial. I will go with Trevor Lawrence <laughs> at the number one overall pick. The only thing yeah. that you know, I could see anything anybody ruffling up some feathers with Urban Meyer, you know, returning to the sidelines. You know, I look at some of the history behind number one overall picks, especially quarterbacks, and you don't see a lot of success in them usually. So unless the Jacksonville is gonna make a blockbuster type trade for a big name who's already a proven NFL talent. I don't see them going any other way. Yeah, and it's interesting. When I was watching Trevor Lawrence Pro Day, he had Urban Meyer and he had, well, Dabo Swinney, obviously, and Urban Meyer right next to him. Like, Trevor Lawrence was joking, and he was like, I had to tell Urban Meyer to get out of the way because I was going to hit him with the ball. (laughs) Because that's how – so I think it's – we all know who's going number one. We've known that now for three years, I'd say. No doubt. So with the second pick, Such, start us off with the New York Jets. Uh, I'm not going to go too uh, crazy here either. Um, there's only a couple of different prospects waiting for the Jets in this draft and most likely going to be a quarterback at this pick. I will go with Zach Wilson out of Brigham Young. Um, great arm talent, a lot of mobility. Only thing I would say when it comes to cautionary tales is, you know, he hasn't seen a lot of great competition. I think Coastal Carolina was a big competition this year, and obviously it was a tough, tight, tightly played game there. Um, I think that the Jets are in trouble. I think that uh, a lot of the moves they've made have set him up. For a lot of this trouble, and I think they're hoping that this guy can turn them around. 
Yeah, I'm also gonna go with Zach Wilson. Um, Patty with the alphabet order. Patty just <laughs> ripped in the order, no problem. <laughs> uh, finish off. Well, no, because are we going this way? You know, but no, we're going. Uh, we'll go. That, I guess that makes more sense. Right, doesn't have that. All right, Patty. Use that noggin. Use that noggin. Patty, it's Patty's show. He's taking control. Just wants to. So yeah, I also have Zach Wilson going to the Jets. I think I had a feeling this was gonna happen even before the Sam Darnold trade, but then the Sam Darnold trade just confirmed that. Um. You know, this is a new regime. This is a uh, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas regime now. They wanted to start fresh. They wanted their guy. Darnold was not their guy. They figured with the head coach GM, this setup, hopefully it can work for years to come. Figured we start fresh. We choose our guy. And that's why I think they're going Zach Wilson. Yeah, it's interesting. I have Zach Wilson, too. Um, it's funny because, you know, if you would have went back to November, you would have thought it would have been Lawrence and then Justin Fields. One, two. For whatever reason... Zach Wilson climbed into that two spot. I don't. I think Fields was a little surprisingly more inconsistent this season. I still think long term Fields is probably going to be the better player. And he's going to be the best quarterback in the draft. Right, and we'll get to that I a little think, bit. But I do it. think Fields has been in bigger games, bigger situation, Big Ten championship, college football playoffs. But with that being said, it seems like the Jets have Wilson all over their mind. They think it's a good fit. I don't even know if I would have traded Donald. To be honest, I wouldn't. Have. I don't think I, I would have. I think that was a little bit of a jump in the gun situation. I think you got to look at holding people accountable, and it starts with the coach. I mean, I'm uh, Gates. Uh, what was the Jets coach I just fired? Adam Gates. Adam Gates was terrible. I mean, no, top I, of bottom. That's the worst head coach I've seen in my lifetime. Um, so we'll Much get to the bad, Panthers in a little bit. But I got Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, and I'll round things out. Four for four, Zach Wilson, whatever I say at this point. We covered it already. Good quarterback mobility. You need somebody that can move around. They have – Outside of Beckton, who really can't stay healthy, no offensive line whatsoever. Get a quarterback that can throw on the run, make some plays. You got a couple weapons over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just seems another typical marriage. You talk about Lawrence with the Jaguars, yeah. Wilson with the Jets, just another one that makes too much sense. You want to start us off with the 49ers? We'll go with this. Yeah, I'll start with the 49ers. A lot of people have them go with Mac Jones, and I, see, I do see Mac Jones because mm-hmm. he fits that Jimmy G type mold, the quarterback. But I'm going to go Trey Lance with the 49ers. Ooh. This kid's been flying up draft boards as of late. Mobility. Mobile quarterback can throw. He's got a solid arm. A lot of, and Shanahan, he's a creative offensive mind. He's these typical like McVay, Kingsbury type upper echelon offensive guys. I can see Shanahan having a field day with him and the and the run I mean, schemes that they build. Look what happened with RG three in Washington. Yeah, rookie, like yeah, rookie year. Look how long that lasted. No, right, not wrong. Also, but keep well, on. I mean, the Niners got a sick line, so you don't have to worry about yeah. protecting him. They have a great yeah. offensive line. Signed the left tackle Trent Williams to a monster deal, highest paid offensive tackle in football history. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go Trey Lance with the 49ers. I, I could see the 49ers doing a lot of cool things if the, if they draft Trey Lance within the next two years. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna go Mac Jones here, and I do think you're right about the offensive line. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best offensive line yeah. in football right now, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think whoever comes into this 49ers team, because it's obviously gonna be a quarterback, is going to be set up for the most success, like be set up for success right away with the offensive line. They got weapons. So I think when I look at quarterback like Mac Jones, what he did at Alabama was so impressive. I mean, his season, talk about consistency. He could not have been more accurate and obviously he had great weapons all year. But I think Mac Jones is a guy you got to ride with the hot hand. He's similar to Joe Burrow, had a good senior season and look what he did in the NFL. So now Mac Jones comes in and I think the 49ers, you know, I don't know if they'll win the division, but I think Mac Jones is going to be a good fit right there in San Francisco. Yeah, I got I got them taking Mac Jones as well. Um, like you said, you kind of hit you got to hit on them now. I think this is a typical um, Kyle Shanahan quarterback that molds his system very well. 
like you said, Anthony, you know, it's got the Jimmy G kind of mold. Mm-hmm. And that's what the point I was going to try and make. I say they're going to take Mac Jones because, like, that's what, I, that's what I have, like, on my board. Me, personally, I don't really see the need for them to take quarterback. I really don't know why they even traded up to the third overall pick. Right, quarterback. I didn't think so either, but when they traded up, yeah. obviously, you're taking a quarterback. Well, it's all, they, they want this mold, Jim, this, Jimmy, they want this mold, this Mac Jones right. guy. Oh, it'd be like, Jimmy G, you have Jimmy G on the roster. I know he can't stay healthy, but it's been proven that when the guy's in there, when the guy's on the field, they don't lose very often. Mm-hmm. In fact, the one full season they had him, guess what? They went to a Super Bowl and led by 10 in the fourth quarter. So, yes, I do think it'll ultimately be Mac Jones, but I won't necessarily agree with the pick. So, um, I mean, I wrote down Mac Jones. Um, I want to bite my tongue saying it because, again, like I said before, and we'll get into that, I'm sure, later on about, you know, talking about prospects, especially at the quarterback position. I still think Justin Fields is better than both Trey Lance and Mac Jones. I think, you know, you talk about hot players, you know, how much does that mean? You know, you talk, talk about how much tape you have on these guys. Mac Jones, you saw a little sample size when Tua got hurt two, uh, two years ago. He had a great senior season, so I'm not going to downplay the kid. Um, to talk about Jimmy G, you know, Pat, I'm, I'm only going to make the comment quick. You know, listen, he didn't have to do too much behind the center. Uh, they ran the ball most of the game. So I don't think he's the answer there in San Fran. I know that's the reason why they're going to quarterback. I don't. I think it obviously has a lot to do with the health concern as well. Um, but Mac Jones, listen, like you guys, uh, you guys hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's, it's, it's it sounds like, like it's not a, a name that excites you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not. It's it's like it's a comfortable pick. Right. It's someone that you and like you know what? Sometimes when it comes to the draft, that's all you need. Yep. It's a comfortable pick to feel in a good fit. Happy, too. And yeah. move on to the next one and say, yep. you know what? We're moving. In a positive direction. All right, so we got three right. Mac so and Trey three Lance. of sixteen down. Let's Such, keep it rolling. Not fourth a soft pick. Uh, rounding off to the four, uh, fourth overall pick, I had a, this is where I had a lot of uh, time to think and really reflect on it. Um, I think the name is too big to pass up on at this pick. It's the first pick that's not a quarterback. You know, I think the need is there in Atlanta for a new quarterback, but it's not going to be this year. At least in this round, they're going to go with the best player available, and that is Kyle Pitts. Generational tight end, blocking, catches, big speed, does it all. You know, possibly team uh, team momentum changer. You know, I don't know if that's what his impact will be. You know, I hate the I, – you know, Rabbits especially knows how much I hate when people tag people, Hall of Fame type player out of the draft. You got to earn it on the field first. You know, I like to – I'm excited for the kid, but I'm going to go with Atlanta, go with the safe pick with Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah, I agree. I think – I have Kyle Pitts going to four as well. I don't have Atlanta taking a quarterback. I do, you know, despite popular belief, I do think Matt Ryan has a little bit left in the tank. And I think, like you said, Aaron, if you can get a generational talent at the tight end position, you have Julio, you have Calvin Ridley on the outside. You add a weapon like that, just a matchup nightmare. When he's 6'6", 245, runs a 4'4", just an absolute beast. So I think if you give Matt Ryan one last run with those three big guys to throw to, I really do think we could see a lot from this Atlanta offense going forward. And I wouldn't sleep on the running back market. I mean, there's still a couple of name guys. I mean, I know they just got rid of Todd Gurley, but you got new coaching te- uh, team in there. You and, know, I, I'd like to see them to start making some moves on the defensive side yeah. of the ball too, and well, hopefully they will supplement that later in the draft. But right. I mean, this is a team that I think could be slept on in the NFC South. You know, I mean, with a with a Saints team that's going to be weak. You never know what could happen in that division. I mean, it's Tampa Bay's division to lose at right. this point. No, I completely agree with what both of you guys said. I have Pitts here, too. And I think the Falcons have needed defense for a while, right? Like, that's been their weakness, the defense. They've had a lot of weapons. But I think when you throw in a guy like Kyle Pitts, it's all about Matt Ryan. He still has something left to prove. Also, Matt Ryan, 
and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he's ever really been injured. He's always been out there. So oh, you just give him the Jack Rabbit's curse now for <laughs> no, next year. So. <laughs> yes, I'm on week two. Don't take him on your fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, though, I think this is a pick for Matt Ryan. Kyle Pitts can block. He can catch. He can do it all. I mean, I've heard that they may even want to just put him as a receiver. So I think this is – that's what I've heard. I mean, Especially I've read, when you – I mean, right. don't forget, they still have Hayden Hurst. Yes. A quality exactly. tight end as well. Mm-hmm. And I look at – you know, we talk about Evan Ingram. He, he couldn't block, and he still can't block. No, I don't think he'll ever be able to block. Pitts can actually block. <laughs> hey, Giants are all at 11, guys. Yeah. Keep it moving with Atlanta. But, so we got three for three? So yeah, I'm making it four for four. Four, baby. Yeah. Keep it Wendy's, baby. Kids are studded. You want to talk about tight ends in Atlanta yeah. with Matt Ryan? Tony Gonzalez. Oh. I mean, one of the best tight ends of all time. Absolute Hall of Famer. First first bout Hall of Famer. Tony Gonzalez yeah. was a monster with Matt Ryan. Then he goes out. He makes Austin Hooper into a top tight end in the league. Then he goes off to Cleveland, gets paid. And then he finds Hayden Hurst and hits him for some big – some yeah. big touchdowns last year, even with a team that's not right. that wasn't and, built to win. No, that's a great point. And now you put Kyle Pitts in that yeah. lineup Who's with more Hayden Hurst. Than those three yes, that, and know. then you add him to Julio Jones and that Calvin Ridley combo. That's a, that's a lethal offense right there. Yeah. And we know Atlanta has no defense, so why not just keep stacking on the offense? Because right. so you know your best defense is your offense. So, right. yeah, I'm gonna make things four for four, and uh, keep it moving. That is four picks in. We got about twelve to go. So we pretty this, much nailed all of them. I feel like everyone's on the same page. Yeah, we're all on the same page. Yeah. I, but I thought I thought we've been the same page. This, this will pick yeah. as well. I think when we get to six, six we'll we're start gonna start. So, so for me, five and si- five dictates six. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm giving the Bengals. They could go two ways, the Bengals. I'm gonna go the safe route because they already saw their franchise quarterback tear his ACL. So I'm gonna say you protect him and you go out there and you get Panay Suel and I'm taking him absolute beast offensive tackle out of Oregon sat out last year due to COVID. But when he played two years ago, this kid was insane. It was a projected number one or number two pick going into this year, two years ago. So it's smart to protect Burrow. You've got to protect Burrow if you want to do have any type of future in Cincinnati, but they could go chase, but I'm going to take Panay Suel. If I'm Cincinnati, I'm playing it safe, protecting my franchise guy. Yep. And I'm going to piggyback off that. I completely agree. You know, it's one of those situations where you have the option you know, I'm sure Burrow would love to have Jamar Chase, right? That would mm-hmm. be right. – that was his boy at LSU. They right. were unbelievable together. But you also have to look at it. Like, if I'm a Bengal fan, as cool as that would be, I also want to see Joe Burrow out there. And, like, that offensive line is doing him no favors right now. And mm-hmm. I said it earlier, you know, in the beginning of this college football season, it was Lawrence 1, Fields 2, and then Sewell 3, right? Those were the three mm-hmm. guys. Um, and luckily, you know, because Pitts was unbelievable and the Falcons probably are going to get him. And, you know, Zach Wilson came out of nowhere – for the Bengals, Sue will drop. So I think this is, you know, almost a steal for the Bengals at five. It's going to protect Burrow and also help the running game. So as cool as it would have been to see Burrow and Jamar Chase link back up, I'm going to go with the safe route, as you said, to come. I agree. With, uh, I think Kenny Sewell will be the fifth pick by the Bengals. Patty's yeah. our offensive line expert. He's the O-line. <laughs> what, what, is, yeah. what, what do you think of his uh, three-point thing? What do you, uh, yeah. Give me a little old line analogy. You know, with his left, when his left hand, he puts that at some sort of angle on the, on the right here. Like, anyway, I, I think this is the safe pick. I Honestly, I really think it's the only pick for them. Like you said, Anthony, after watching what happened to Joe Burrow last year, you have to keep him upright. You have to keep your future you know, healthy and ready to go. Um, you saw what he could do last year with the weapons. They, the Bengals, they have nice weapons around them already. With Tyler Boyd, they drafted T. Higgins. T. Higgins, yep. That's, I want to say that him and Burrow had a nice connection. Yes. They did. They had a nice him. connection going on there. I think mean, giving some protection now with Sewell. And like we said, you know, you don't hear a lot about offensive line prospects a couple of years before they're supposed to be drafted. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty special. If you hear that, we heard that with Quinn Nelson. We, and 
we're hearing that now with Seawolf. You know, you know this guy's probably going to be something special. You hear Orlando Pace all the time when talking mm-hmm. about him. You hear Joe Thomas when you're talking about him. So that's why I think, like you said, Jack, I think this is a major steal on that five. And he's still, it could be argued he's the second best player overall in this draft. So I'm taking Sewell at five. I mean, you're not going to – I'm not going to bang the bushes and try to jump off the board, but I'm going with the same guy. I mean, uh, I think later on in his career, you will see him jump into the inside interior part of the line. Um, I mean, his technique's great as tackle for college ball. He's got a great step. He's got quick speed. He mauls like an animal on the run game. He's uh, pretty strong in the pass, uh, on the pass rush, but I think that as, you know, you see these – defensive linemen, especially these edge rushers, get better and better and quicker and quicker, that he will later in his career will move to a guard position. Um, and, I mean, you're not going to ever complain about that. So I'm going to go with uh, Panay Suel at offensive line of two, the Cincinnati Bengals. Four for four, Pat. <laughs> um, moving on to the next pick, uh, you know, Dolphins made, made a lot of moves. Now they mm-hmm. find themselves at the sixth overall pick via uh, the Eagles. And I think that they are going to go for some weapons here. I think that they're going to see what they can do with their young quarterback and see if they can line them up with some uh, deep threats. As much as I want to uh, reunite an Alabama connection, I'm going with the safe number one overall receiving prospect when it comes to uh, Jamar Chase from LSU. Kid's a beast, deep threat, gets goes up and gets balls in. Don't, don't ever sleep on his route running. The kid can play. The kid's a baller. Yeah, I mean, I think we're just agreeing, agreeing with each other a little too much here. <laughs> I also have Jamar Chase going sixth overall to the Dolphins. I think, you know, they obviously still believe in Tua. If they traded back, they had the third pick. Um, so, you know, got to give him some weapons. And like we said, he's probably the best overall receiving prospect in the draft. He took the year off, opted out because of COVID. But we saw what he did with that historical LSU team and Joe Burrow back in 2019. But he put up one of the best years for a receiver that we've seen in college football. So, we, like you said, we know the route running. We know the talent's there. I think it's time to, you know, tell Tua, see what he can do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, get him a weapon. And this is a pretty damn good weapon in Jamar Chase. Yeah. All right. So, I'm going to disagree. Here we go. Here I we go. got Devontae nice. Smith here. Ooh. Uh, a little Crimson Tide connection. And, and it's because of that. But also, just I think Devontae Smith is actually more – I think I like it better than Jamar Chase. When I watched Devontae Smith this season, especially when Jalen Waddle went out, what he did, where he moved from the slot to the outside, you know, they always had him in motion. Unbelievable. I mean, this guy was getting triple coverage by the end of the year and still getting open. That's because his route running is one of the best I've ever seen coming out of college. I know he's a little undersized, and you talked about the weight, Pat, earlier. That's a little, you know, a little bit of signs of concern. But I think one thing's for sure, that guy can ball. Devontae Smith can ball out. And I think when I look at Tua, he needs a little familiarity with him. So I think I like that pick. I got D. Smitty, baby, to the Miami Dolphins, and hopefully Tua, you know, because last year we always talked about Tua, and I know such that's not – you're not high and high. No, Rav, I liked your rationale on it. Right. Um, the only reason I would say Jamar Chase over mm-hmm. him, again, you talk about what Miami was able to accomplish last year with such a nice run at the end of the year yeah. with Tua. I mean, obviously, and Devontae, Fitz Magic yeah. was in it. And Devontae, I would yeah. say that Devontae Smith is a player. And, you know, we saw smaller receivers like Judy and CeeDee Lamb last year make such an impact – but I think that when you're kind of in this, you know, turning of the times, you want a guy with a bigger presence, a bigger physical stature, you know. A guy like Jamar Chase who's kind of physically built to be an yeah. NFL receiver compared to Devon Smith who probably, like me and Pat have always talked about with CeeDee Lamb, needs probably an offseason in the weight room. And hopefully maybe he gets one this offseason with, you know, the pandemic slowly, slowly coming to an end. Yeah, um, keep it rolling. I'm going to make it 3-4. I mean, you guys nailed why Jamar Chase should be taken by the Dolphins. I'm taking Jamar – if I'm the Dolphins, I would also take Jamar Chase – 
So I'll keep it rolling. We'll move on to seven. I'm going to take another Alabama wide receiver, but I'm not going Devontae Smith. I'm going Detroit Lions, Jalen Waddell. That is my pick. I think Waddle could be solid. I just see him as more of an NFL body type than I do Devontae Smith. Don't get me wrong, Devontae Smith was way better than Waddle, but Waddle was hurt all year. Mm-hmm. But before last year, I mean, Waddle, we all thought was Alabama's number one receiver a while ago, if you, if you guys don't remember that. But then Smith just burst on the scene. Yep. It was a monster with Mac Jones. But if I'm the Lions, throw Waddle out there, big body receiver with Jared Goff, and hey, maybe maybe it works out. So I'm going Jalen Waddle at seven. I mean, I love Waddle. I think that and his special, like the presence he brings mm-hmm. on special teams and how dangerous he is in the punt return game and the kickoff return game, he's a game changer. But here with the Lions, I go with Jamar Chase. Um, you know, I'm not going to go on. You guys just, all three of you just mentioned why he's so good and why you have him going in the first round. Um, you know, it's funny because, like, I forget what he did because he sat out this whole season, the COVID year, he opted out. Um, but he's going to make an immediate impact in Detroit. They need weapons after the Giants just signed Galladay. So I think it's a no, no-brainer go offense here, and I still have Chase on my board. So that's where I'm going. So, at number seven, I also have an Alabama receiver, but it's the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, going right after Jamar. Um, yeah, I mean, you really went over it for Devontae Smith. You know, obviously, his route running some of the best we've seen coming out of college football. The one, the reason why I have Smith below Jamar Chase is, like, we were talking about the size. Like, yeah. I know, like, yes, he can overcome it, and he does need, a, you know, maybe a couple offseasons in the weight room, realistically. <laughs> I mean, 166 pounds, maybe you almost try to be that late. But, I mean... I don't know. I think as long as he can stay healthy, that that's the biggest thing for him. Because I think with as if he wants to stay at this weight, health's going to be an issue. He, we saw with Odell Beckham; he's one ninety. People call him too skinny. He was getting hurt very often. So I think that's just something to look out for. Right. Um, I, the one thing with the weight though is like his quickness though is makes up for it sometimes because he's so quick and agile. You know what I'm saying? No, I like, agree. Yeah. His like round, that first step and that his hit, first like, step and his round run. Yes. Yeah, so. so so I think he can ultimately overcome it, and I think he will. But, obviously, with the you know new like normal, not new normal, um, you know not spring training, training camp, right. normal off season, and right. I, I think he will overcome it. But that's the only concern I have regarding yeah. him is the possibility he gets hurt. I'm not going to disagree with you there, Pat. I mean, Devonta Smith. I feel like when we talk about these uh, the sixth and seventh, it's kind of basically uh, trade. Either or, it's going to be Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith. With Devonta Smith and Jamar Chase, I think that it's basically reversible, reciprocal. It doesn't matter what you want to call it. So I'm not going to go too deep into it, and I'll just move on to the next pick. Um, with the eighth overall pick is where we're eighth at already, Carolina. I'm taking the guy that should have been taken five or six picks ago in Justin Fields. Um, I think, mm. you know, the quarterback need is there. I'm not saying Teddy Two Gloves is a bad quarterback, Tim but Bob. I think – well, oh, and you got Sam Darnold, but I don't think that they're going to do anything with it. I think that I think they're going to go with Justin Fields. I think that that's the guy that you want on your roster. I think Sam Darnold becomes a cut later on. Wow. To be honest, I think that I don't I don't really see it. I think Justin Fields is the guy there. Um, I think he'll benefit sitting behind a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. Um, he's I think the the best quarterback longevity wise. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has the overall skill set, but. Justin Fields is the guy. I mean, look at the Golden Standard. He scored a record-breaking score, which sets his personality and um, and the psycho- psychological mind of uh, NFL players. He scored higher than both Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. So I think the kick and ball, I think the kid will make a difference in the league. Um, At number eight for the Carolina Panthers, I do believe that they'll, they'll have Sam Darnold as their quarterback. I believe they'll ride with him, and I think they need to protect him. And that's why I am going with Rashawn Slater. Mm-hmm. The second offensive lineman off the board, 
I think this would be a great pick for Carolina. I think, you know, it would only be right just for a new coach like Matt Rule coming into his second year. They, you know, they really got Donald. I wouldn't say a bargain, but they'd have to give him a first rounder. And in the, be, in the beginning of the year, middle of the year, a lot of teams across the league thought that Donald was going to at least require a first round pick. They're able to only give up a second and a fourth. So now Matt Rule has his guy, you know, with Donald. I think they want to keep him upright. I'm going with Rashawn Slater, who also is one of the more versatile offensive linemen in this draft. He can he can play all three positions. Who they just franchise tag Panthers? Uh, Taylor Moten, right? Taylor Moten. Yep. Right, right so tackle. right pair him at right tackle. I agree. I'm going Slater here too. Um, I think you don't make that trade if you don't feel like Donald's going to be your guy, right? Mm-hmm. And you know now you got to protect him. If you, if you want this trade to work, you got to protect him. So I think. Slater is the second best offensive lineman. No disagreement in this draft. I think it's a perfect fit. And I think now that Donald will have some more weapons, he has a reunion with it. Who is um, Robbie Anderson? Robbie Anderson's there now. So I like this move. I think Donald is sometimes a new setting, new environment. And I think this trade's actually going to work out. And I think it's going to be Donald's team for a while. Yeah, I got Slater too. Make it three or four. You mean you go get a quarterback? So you really. Probably don't need a quarterback right now. I mean, could they still take fields? Maybe. If Donald doesn't work out, then you have a backup to groom under Sam Donald. But, I mean, listen, they don't have that great of an offensive line. Go out. You get Slater. They could use some wide receiver help, I assume. I mean, they lost. They have Robbie Anderson. So, him and Donald, that's going to be a nice little connection. They lost Curtis Samuel in the offseason? They Curtis did. Yeah. They still have, but they still have DJ Moore. Yeah. Yeah. And they have DJ Moore. So, yep. Yeah. And then uh, – so Rashawn Slater, that's three or four Rashawn Slater. The one thing I want to like as a precursor, um, just because I feel like I should have made a statement about that before because I had written down my notes. Um, the reason I chose Justin Fields at this pick is that the rumors have been swirling that Denver will be making a trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, that obviously is going to affect my next pick. And as it comes back around, I'll explain more mm-hmm. into that as well. But yeah. that's why I chose Justin Fields at the eighth overall. Interesting enough. Chacon, lead us off with All right. the Denver. Well, speaking well. of Justin Fields, <laughs> I got him going to Denver <laughs> at number nine. There. Denver could use a QB, obviously. Drew Locke, to be honest. I think the guy stinks. I think he's cocky, <laughs> arrogant. I don't like the kid at all. Just <laughs> no, straight up do not like <laughs> Drew Locke at all. When he was coming out of the draft, he was arrogant to begin with. Will he show me your house this morning? <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, I am not a Drew Locke fan. I – don't like Drew Locke either. Not at uh, your <laughs> level. I just don't think he's the answer long term, but I do think the Broncos stick with him for another year or two. But that being said, I'm going – I think I'm the first guy taking defense here. Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State, playmaker, athletic. I think he will fit well with this Broncos defense, which, you know, Broncos offense has always been terrible since Peyton Manning left. They just have not been consistent. But this defense has always been pretty good. Bob Miller's getting a little older. Guys are getting older. You need some new playmakers. I think Parsons is going to fit in very well and make an immediate impact. I got them going Trey Lance. I got them taking a quarterback. But I think Trey Lance is their next guy. I think he's their next project. Excuse me, their next project. You know, they really haven't found a uh, quarterback since Peyton Manning. Um, You know, they've been looking for it. And um, like you said, you nailed it on the head before, Anthony. Uh, He's got the arm strength. He's got the size. He's got the mobility. The only problem is he played, what, one game this year? One game, yeah. Yeah, one game. He's playing North Dakota State. So that'll be something to watch, you know, the level of competition, see if the impacts him at all. But in the long run, I think he'll work out just fine. I got Trey Lance going to the Broncos. Uh, with my pick, also the match rabbits going with a defensive player. I think they're going to pad up it, uh, their secondary. I mean, they made a nice uh, couple of nice moves in the offseason trying to pad it up. They got some nice young stars there too. I think they go with the best prospect uh, going into the draft with Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. 
The kid's quick. The kid uh, sees the ball well. He's a ball hawk. He uh, moves on to players quick. Uh, great tackler for the most part. Uh, obviously, there's some concern with uh, the offseason er- uh, back surgery, but I think that they don't pass up on that type of talent. Well, it's fitting enough. Such right back to you, to your Dallas How about Cowboys. Cowboys? I love that, that it comes back to me. Uh, I don't think it's much of a uh, – it's a pretty much a no-brainer. Uh, I think Jerry Jones gets his shiny new piece uh, to add to his defense. Uh, they, they go with uh, Alabama cornerback, Patrick Sertain, the second. Uh, big frame, moves quick, very strong, makes plays on balls both in the air and in the arms of uh, receivers. Uh, the kid is pretty much locked down in man coverage, very good in the zone. I mean, you're never going to go wrong with a with a saving defensive back. Um, I think they go with the safe pick and they start working on that uh, defense of the new uh, Dan Quinn regime. I agree. I, I got them taking Sertan at number 10. The secondary is definitely an area of need for them. And I think if they could really, you know, assure the secondary, that would be huge for their defense going forward. New system with Dan Quinn. Um, I like, you know, the uh, little quarterback Alabama duo they got going with Sertan, or they could have going with Sertan and Trayvon Diggs. And that can do wonders for them. And I think, like you said, this is a no-brainer. This is the safe pick. Sertan, number 10, Dallas Cowboys. Yep, I'm keeping it rolling with that. I mean, he had probably the most impressive pro day, I'd say. Oh yeah. Um, just what I know what we watched him obviously when he was at Alabama, and he like you mentioned, it, he's just a ball hawk. He could do it all in man. He could do it in zone. Um, it sucks as Giants fans, we're gonna have to deal with him for a while if this, you know, if the Cowboys get him at ten. Um, he's a game changer. He'll make an immediate impact. He's one of those guys who will literally be starting from the day he steps foot in Dallas to the next to for the next five ten years. So. Cowboys are getting to go in at 10. Yeah, I'm keeping it rolling. Patrick Sertain, I mean, he's probably the top cornerback in this draft. It's between him, Farley, and Horn. I got the Cowboys taking Patrick Sertain. I mean, I could see the Cowboys trading back if somebody really makes them a nice offer. Jerry Jones, he's not a dumb. I mean, for the most part, he's not dumb. He usually is pretty dumb. But if he sees the best player there, he's going to take him. And at that point, I do see Sertain being the best player available there at number 10. So Sertain, lock that in. Let's keep things rolling with the Giants. Two Giants fans sitting in the room right here. In my mock draft, I had Waddle going at seven, so now I got the Giants going receiver with Devontae Smith still on the board at 11. Giants, Devontae Smith, Heisman winner, just seems like a marriage to be. Could really see that happening this year. Him with that Giants offense, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Daniel Jones, Saquon, et cetera. I could see him fitting that mold really well. So, Devontae Smith to the Giants. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I got Smith going earlier, so – I still have Waddle on my board. I do think offense and weapons is the right pick here. You know, this is a make or break year for Daniel Jones, right? So, you know, you got Galladay. Obviously, you returned some pieces with Shep, Ingram, and Barkley going to be healthy. Um, so, I think you just can't, you can't have enough weapons at the end of the day. And I truly think Waddle is an instant playmaker. Special teams, we keep talking about with him. He can do it all. I'm not going to bring up that Alabama LSU game. <laughs> so, I got Waddle here, Waddle here, and I think I would love to see him. In the, in the blue, Patty. You know what the Giants did this offseason? I'm very curious to hear what you say. Let's you know, Galladay, Simon Kyle Rudolph, Simon John Ross. I think Rudolph and John Ross are both very underrated signings for depth on offense. I really do think, you know, if they were to go offensive, they would go offensive line. But with Deshaun Slater already being off the board of Carolina, I do not think they'll go offensive line. I think what they did in free agency now allows them to go defense. And I'm thinking Ooh. Micah Parsons. Wow. I think this is a dream player for Patrick Graham to have in his defensive system. How versatile he is, 
what he can do to rush the passer, what he can do in coverage. This would make this Giants, this pick right here, would make this Giants defense a legit top 10 caliber defense in the NFL. I really do think that Micah Parsons could change the entire complexity of this Giants unit. Interesting. Such, what do you think of that real quick? See, I really, I really do like the pick, Pat. I, I, I originally had actually another defensive player, edge rusher out of Miami and Gregory Rousseau, Going uh, to the Giants, uh, I think that because like all you all the needs that they have addressed in this offseason and through free agency, that I agree. But I'm going to say for a different reason that you know you talk about these teams who have gotten strong, and it's usually on one side of the ball, it's usually on the defensive side, and then that allows the offense to kind of relax a little bit, knowing that they have a little bit less pressure to have to score points because their defense is holding the game close. Now, I think that you know there is way too nice of a pick especially when you guys have struggled with offensive weapons you're having Saquon come off injury you Evan Ingram has been the, one of the more inconsistent pro bowl tight end oh. I don't know how I, don't know. Know. I no. have no idea how I no, that on no, no one ever should ever say pro bowl and Evan Ingram in the same sentence but ever just like Sack and everyone based on our own uh picks I have Jalen Waddle available I don't see um the Giants passing up on that uh talent and I see them going with the receiver out of Alabama now, coming around with the other scumbags in our division, um, the Philadelphia Eagles, who made the tri- trade back with Miami after a bunch of trade shuffling with San Fran. Um, I go with your linebacker pick with Michael Parsons going up there. I keep, I think they keep the ball, the Pennsylvania boy in Pennsylvania. Um, their defense is complete garbage. They need to rebuild it completely. I know that there's a secondary need. I want to pick J.C. Horn, but I think that with how strong of a player Michael Parsons is, even looking back to last year when he was supposed, uh, supposedly looked would at. Would you say Parsons is the best defensive player in this draft? I would not. Would I wouldn't not. say he's the best defensive oh. player, but he's the, probably at this point the best defensive prospect Pardon. on the board. Um, I think they'd go with Michael Parsons out of Penn State. Um, so I'm actually – this is really unfortunate if this would happen. This is what I have. Eagles Who do you hate more, the Eagles or the Cowboys? Eagles. <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> this guy. Um, I got them taking Jalen Waddle. Wow. I have them going receiver for the second year in a row and see if they can actually get it right yeah. this time. Yeah, Jalen Rager. Uh, what was that? Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. We love that. Us three. Yeah. We'll take that yeah. all day. Yeah. yeah, we could agree with that. So, I, I wouldn't sleep on the kid, kid though. I think. I think. Should, I think he's, he's, he's more. I mean, it didn't help him that Jefferson put up an. Story. See, I would have probably went receiver. Pat, my my before this trade shuffle, I thought there Jamar Chase was going to be complete. I know. I thought they were going to go two years in a row with a top pick before receiver, and I thought it was going to be Jamar Chase. The fact they traded back, I think they're going to go with the safer pick now. And I think, yeah, at this point, with what I have on my mock draft with Waddle still on the board at 12, yeah. and they're not getting it right last year, or as far as we know, right. they didn't get it right last year. They'll try again, you know, maybe second time's a charm. You know, got a guy like Jalen Waddle on the board this late at number 12. I got them taking Waddle. Yeah, I mean, I think, is it fair to say that the Eagles maybe need to completely rebuild? I think they're in a bad spot. Yeah, right? I think their coach they hired is awful. Oh, yeah, like, that was the worst pressure. Listen, I, I hope that he's an, a good X and O's guy, and, he, and the way right. he thinks oh, is a lot better. Is, 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 is way better? better? They, they do a rock, paper, scissors to test how much they want to win. Test, how, test their competitiveness. Right. Rock, paper, scissors. Are you kidding me? I didn't Play that, that in third I, grade. I, 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 I didn't. So yeah, I, I think. I, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know. I'll play rock paper scissors against anyone. I'll play that just for the sake of So I don't hate it because you know how I feel. Yeah, like winning and losing. It's like a, it doesn't matter. It's not like listen. I, I think this that context. I agree, but I'm trying to move it on as we get the signal. Right. So you know, I think the Eagles need everything. I don't. I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts. Nope. I, I just I'm not sold on that spot. I think they're the worst team in the NFC East right now, which is crazy. But with that being said, 
I do think there's a glaring need with DBs. I think we talked about him a little bit. J.C. Horn, he's going to be a stud from South Carolina. Um, what, what were you saying earlier? I'll let you because that was a cool story where you about, talked about Kyle Pitts and what he said. When, so, that was so because of the Cowboys obviously conducting right. their pre-draft interviews, uh, Kyle Pitts, who I know that Jerry Jones is completely yeah. oozing to get if he could. One of his stories that you know they had asked him was, who does he think is the best defensive back that he went against in the past couple of years? And he, I especially being an SEC uh, receiver, you know, I thought, how can you not go like, for a certain or right. even Josh Jove, who, who also plays like, who's been there years before too, because like he exactly. So uh, the fact that he went out of his way and and created a little bit of an anecdote talking about J.C. Horn and how competitive he is, how tight he is on the ball, yep. especially making so so much trouble for receivers, especially himself. That I was very impressed. I just saw another. Um, another story on him, him working with Jalen Ramsey. I mean, wow. I know how we all feel about yeah, it, but he's getting as much tips. The kids yeah. gonna be ready, and obviously, I will yeah. explain him a little bit more. So later. I got the Eagles going with Horn at twelve. All right, I got the Eagles taking Parsons at twelve. They need a they need a linebacker. They need a lot of things, but a linebacker is definitely a glaring need for Philadelphia. Solid middle linebacker, Micah Parsons, Penn State, solid guy. So that'll that'll pound there. That'll definitely add to their defense. Keep it rolling. Number thirteen. Los Angeles Chargers, I got them going Christian Darisaw, the offensive lineman, because like I said, we want to talk about protecting your youth. You got to protect your quarterbacks. And Christian Darisaw, he's the third best offensive lineman in the draft. I already have a couple other guys off the board. So give me Darisaw out of Virginia Tech, solid offensive lineman, protect Herbert, and get things. Things aren't trending up in Los Angeles for the Chargers. Keep them going the right yep. way. I'll piggyback off you, Sukon. 100% agree. I think what I've learned more as a football fan is, especially with the young quarterback, having an offensive line and establishing mm-hmm. a consistent offensive line is more important than weapons as receivers or running backs. Yep. Herbert has shown signs. I think the Chargers are in good position yep. with weapons. So I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, three for three. I think I got both of you. I don't think really much to say on that. I have Darisaw, the three-ranked offensive lineman, going to charge Jack Burrow. Not See, Burrow, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, <laughs> obviously, we're all in the same type of mind when it comes right. to linemen because of the way my draft. I have a Sean Slater available there. Okay, I think so. that, that, that they benefit yeah. for the way that my, the way that the draft had kind of gone up before them. But we talk about the way people uh, in their draft needs. O-line all around. Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern, the kid's a beast. He will stay a tackle. Um, and he'll have plenty of time to develop into the player he needs to be, especially with such a young team growing. Um, coming around the bend, we got the Minnesota Vikings, um, a team that I like. I don't really know how to think about. They them. remind it's me of the Falcons. The they list. remind me of the Falcons, they, like a lot yes. of offensive it's weapons. Very hard yes. to get and I think that when you talk about offensive weapons and where they're kind of trending towards, I think they're going to address the need on the opposite mm-hmm. side of the wall. Yeah. Um, they're going to go with I think there's a, 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 a sick edge rusher out of Quiddy Pay. Um, out of Michigan, uh, the kid's a beast. Kid gets around blocks unbelievably. I don't know if you watched any of his tape. Him literally defeating a two-man block with a third man with a th- running back scheme in there to help out with the blockers. And the kid just moves. The kid is quick off the ball from the edge. He sees the snap count qu- uh, quickly. Um, I think that it's a no-brainer for them. And they go quickly back. I have J.C. Horn going to Minnesota at number wow. fourteen. I have them showing up their secondary. Real, Harrison Smith is getting old now. They obviously lost Xavier Rhodes a couple of years ago. You know, Rhodes was a real number one corner staple, you know, for that defense for years under Mike Zimmer. And I I know how much he, he loves his defense. And I think this can kind of kickstart another, you know, number one lockdown corner that the Vikings can have for years to come. I think J.C. Horn will be the second best corner in this draft. And I got him going to Minnesota. See, I want to pick my, you know, switch my pick. 
to it to miss to miss, uh, we have a trade we have a trade we, <laughs> so but just because he is an interesting story i'm going to stick with on the defensive side of the ball jalen phillips from miami mm-hmm. and i was reading about this guy he medically retired from football back in 2018 i don't know if you guys i never i didn't know that i saw the story um, I did cool. yes. so it's a cool story um i think we can agree the vikings you know for, they have weapons on offense for whatever reason sometimes it doesn't seem to click right but i think they need to address issues of the defensive side the first line up on the center <laughs> so I got Jalen Phillips from Miami D line. Hey, make it two in a row. I got right. Jalen Phillips too. Vikings. They need they need defensive help on the edge, especially get after some quarterbacks. They lost Everson Griffin a couple of years ago. I mean, defensive head coach and Mike Zimmer. They pride themselves on defense down there in Minnesota. They had a solid defense a couple of years ago. Kind of fell off the wagon a little bit. Last year they go out. They signed my guy Patrick Peterson, even though he's about ten steps slower than he used to be. Not going to get into that, but they get Patrick Peterson at the cornerback position. They could use an edge rush, so I also have Jalen Phillips. And now I'm going to keep things rolling with the Patriots. Mm. So I still got a pretty good quarterback on the board, and I got New England sitting back taking him. Give me Mac Jones to the Patriots. Fits everything that they're trying to do. If Mac Jones is still available at 15, I see the Patriots getting him at 15. I also see them trading up for Mac Jones or any one of those quarterbacks that they set their sights on. Whoever Bill sets the sights on, they're going to go get at some point in this draft. But for now, I have them sitting back on Mac Jones at 15. Yeah, so I think you make a good point. I got the Patriots going quarterback, too. And I think it's interesting enough. If the Patriots do want Mac Jones, they think he's the right fit. They're going to have to trade up for him. I don't think he's going to be there at 15. I do have them taking Trey Lance. He's still on my board. And I think the Patriots' offensive scheme has already shifted towards the likeness of Cam Newton. Mm -hmm. And Cam Newton and Trey Lance do have a little, you know, some similarities together, the, the way they play, mobile quarterback. So I think Trey Lance, long-term project, but I think he could end up being a surprise to Patriot fans for years to come. I like this kid. I like his game. I haven't seen that much tape from him, but, you know, two years ago he was unbelievable. Talk about accuracy and consistency. He was unbelievable. I don't think he had an interception. Seriously, I could be wrong. I don't think he made him head. I could be wrong because I know in the one game this year he threw a pick, but all of last year I don't think he had a pick. So I got Trey Lance, long-term project, but if anyone's up for it, it's Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. I also have the Patriots going quarterback. And such, he's on the board for a lot longer than you'd like. Justin Fields. I, I still have Fields on the board. I can't believe that. I, I, it's I, I, maybe I should. Yeah, have I, 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 the only reason I say that is because you look at me. I, I think of needs and the fact that it, there are so many teams you right. need quarterbacks. I, I don't know. Are there teams that need quarterbacks after the top three? Like maybe the Panthers. I don't see like they just traded for Darnold. The Broncos maybe, right. but I don't think he's gonna end up sitting behind Tom Brady in Tampa Bay at this point for you. <laughs> I just I don't see because like the Broncos I feel like Fields and the Broncos just aren't a good fit. See this this is my case for Justin Fields. I when it comes to him. you look at the top four quarterbacks in this right. draft. I, you know what we'll go over all five right. right. Trevor Lawrence no brainer. That get get yeah. him out of the way right. Mac Jones is a safe pick. Yeah. But I again I still see him coming back a little bit. Trey Lance and Zach Wilson are. Two of the biggest variables, I think, when it comes to quarterbacks. There's not enough tape on either one of them. One plays FCS football, and there's nothing against that. We see that what, what happened in Carson Wentz. He's a strong quarterback. Not a great quarterback, strong quarterback. Not going to win a Super Bowl. He didn't win a Super Bowl. He's not going to earn one again either in Indianapolis either. But, you know, I look at Justin Fields. The kid can play. You know, I don't, I don't understand no, you're not why, why he f- felt. The f- if it was up to me and yeah. the Jets were smart, he would be taking yeah. the two. But I, I, I would, I, you know, if I go back, I'd probably put Fields somewhere in this because he is a top 15 player. He's best. He's a stud. He Just like Trevor Lawrence, he's been in all the big games. Yeah. Um. So there's no doubt about that. And, I think, continue he, and I think Fields and Cam Newton for a year, I think that's they beautiful. would work together yeah. perfectly. I mean, if he's still there, 15, yeah. All right. And that's the F- reason why I have Fields to the Patriots. Patty convinced me. <laughs> all right, there we go. Sucks. Change go. it up. But, yes, Justin Fields to the Patriots at 15. Well, 
Now I don't know because he's already got on the board. I think the, the Patriots are in a quarterback hungry mode right now. You know, I I know they like him, dude. I think they're more stuck with him than like. Yeah. I think they go with the, the project in Trey Lance. I think that that seems like a quarterback that appeals to someone like Bill Belichick, someone who's a little bit under the radar. I wouldn't say under the radar because of how much everyone seems to get on their knees for him at this point when it comes to draft analysts. <laughs> but I got Trey Lance from North North Dakota State going to the New England Patriots. Oh, uh, coming around. Here we I, go. I wish it was here you to start it up. But here we go. You're going to be the one we'll to finish the it best, up. We'll save the best for last. But I got the Arizona Cardinals benefiting from so many people addressing needs and getting a top-tier corner. I have spoken about him mm-hmm. as as we've kind of moved on, especially to, uh, covering all these defensive backs. J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. The kick and play. They're going to uh, re, uh, kind of rebuild now that the departure of Patrick Peterson. They're going to have some uh, secondary help and some necessary needs. I think they go with the cornerback there. Um, I don't know if you'll like this or not, Anthony, but <laughs> I had them stay on the defensive side. I got them going edge rush with Woody Pay. I have them stacking up and getting that third edge rush guy. I know they signed J.J. Watt, and I know they obviously have Chandler Jones. I think you make that draft – that well, excuse me. You make that draft pick in Quiddy Pay, you have those three – those three guys coming off the edge, that is going to be tough. That is going to be very tough. I think the Cardinals' offense is already really good. I think you add Quiddy on a defensive front like that, they will be a problem and a force to be reckoned with. I'm Patty. I'm going to piggyback off you, but I'm also going to throw another name out there, Christian Barmore from Alabama, who's a stud. I think between those two guys, you could really finish up that defense. And with J.J. Watt, and they got a couple. Who's they got? Chandler, JJ, Jones. Chandler Jones. They got some studs on the I, I, Zach, I hope for your sake. I hope they do something smart with Isaiah Simmons. I, so, I, I, too much they're going to let him fly they're around. around. No, he went to Carolina. So Sacone. Yeah, I just hold him. They're going. There's no doubt in my mind. If those receivers are gone, and the only way, I mean, they really are talking about all the Cardinals things. I read up. If God forbid Kyle Pitts falls somewhere, they are ready to empty the tank and draft picks and trade up for him. And honestly, I'm fine with it because we don't have to draft anyway. But so if Kyle Pitts is there at like from the eight to like maybe the five to nine range, I, the Cardinals may not hesitate. I've also seen Cardinals mock drafts trading up to seven to go get guys like Waddle or Devontae Smith. But I think they stay put, wait for a cornerback. I have J.C. Horn right now because he's still on the board. So Cardinals going J.C. Horn because he's a guy you could sign and slot right in at cornerback as soon as the season starts. They, they need help on the on in the back end. Their defensive backs are not good. They signed Malcolm Butler. He's all right. Um you have the what's the the slot corner in Byron Murphy. He's okay, but they need and a cornerback. Obviously, helping Buda Baker. Obviously, right, Buda Baker is top five safety yeah. in the league, no doubt in my mind. Top three, maybe in my opinion. A, a name I, that I, I I just that dude. The way he takes over a football game is insane. See, a name that jumped off the page for me that if they weren't going to address the defense side of the ball was Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, they could go. Over I like the I like the offensive line help because listen, you can never hurt yourself you never drafting an offensive lineman, right? right? You know, you never know when you need them. I mean, I know how my Cowboys last year dealt with having to deal with replacements. You get a talent like that, especially if you can play the interior line, also out, outside of the tackle. I think that's also a possible pick yeah. for you guys. Th- as that's well. it's a good year for Arizona because there's so many question marks. You could go D line, you could go defensive back, and you could go O line. They they need all the above. It just becomes so. a, a draft where, like again, I when you talk, I think when you talk about draft strategy, BPA is never a problem. Best player available. You can never hurt yourself by upgrading any position. Yeah, like and obviously, that. like. For a team of the Cardinals who's on the come up and you're waiting for a lot of guys to develop, at this point, you know what? Like, you might as well just help yourself wherever you can. You know, I don't see needs from them. Mm-hmm. Can you help out areas? Yes, of course. But I don't see a lot of needs coming from this roster. Right. So. so that wraps up our 16 mock draft. Um, I yep. think we have two more points to make. One will be a little end for Pat. 
But here we go. Let's just keep it moving here. Out of the five quarterbacks, who do we think is going to be the best long term? I know Such is excited for this, this is a good one. one. Let's end on this one. I like this. Oh, it's, it's a very quick second point, so don't worry. It won't take 10 seconds. Such, do you want to start or do you want to end? You... I'll wrap it up because I'm going to probably rant. Well, I mean, I'm going to assume I don't want to speak for both of you. <laughs> yeah. I have Trevor Lawrence. You have Trevor Lawrence. I have Trevor Lawrence. I have Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so how about this? Aaron, explain to us why (laughs) Trevor Lawrence won't be the best player. Very good. So I I like, as much as I've been a hater over Mm -hmm. the past two years. We should say that. He's been a. Listen, you've been consistent. No, he has been consistent. He's got the same energy. And it's it's not so much about his talent. I like his talent. I like his personality. I'm not saying he's a bad dude. But I don't like the fact that you crown individuals in college before they've stepped them on the field for a single snap in the NFL, especially when he's going to start on a Jacksonville team that is god awful. You know, I you know where I see him in a couple of years. I see him sitting on the couch after year eight or nine with Andrew Luck drinking brews and then talking about the old times. I like the kid. I hope that they that the team that Jacksonville is smart enough to build the Ross around him. I'm not wishing him ill. I'm not wishing him bad. But bec- for those reasons and seeing where a franchise like that has done with their quarterbacks, I don't see him having longevity in this league. At least in Jacksonville. Does he go elsewhere? Possibly. Maybe want to get the hell out of Duval. But I still see Justin Fields being the most talented quarterback in this draft. I think a year, no matter where he gets drafted, a year behind someone else, a year of development, a year of, of, of working with a quarterback coach, dealing with the specialists, dealing with the offseasons, he sees the field well. He has a, a phenomenal arm. He's got great mobility. He's got the toughness and grit. You know, you saw that in all of his playoff games. And in my opinion, you watched the playoff game two years ago, the semifinal against Clemson. I thought he deserved to win that game. I thought the refs cheated him of a, of a, of a final appearance. Obviously, it was a question. They threw a bad pick, though, at the end. It was a pass interference. No, that was a bad But either Alave way, was I no- think the kid has a lot of intangibles that are, are very promising for a kid coming out of college who's been so, I want to say, under the radar. The fact that we, you, you see him. So you think going draft you like uh, Fields? I like I like Fields but long-term. With the Mahomes treatment almost, like a year behind the good quarterback. Yeah. I, I, see, I see Fields being a quarterback yeah. for 10 to 12 years in this league. Am I going to say that he – I think that he outlasts Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson will be three or four years out on his rookie contract. I, I don't know what, what's the thing with Trey Lance. I'm, you know what? I'll give him the, the comparison of his, uh, his uh, predecessor – in Carson once, I think he ends up moving elsewhere, and we'll see where his career ends up. I don't see him being that top guy anymore at some point. Matt Jones is the only one I think that you might see because he's a pocket passing yeah. quarterback. And if he goes to a good fit like San Francisco, he could be there a little like. When that. I make this point about quarterbacks, again, there's one thing to deal with talent, and there's one thing to where you end up set being set up as well, right? You know, does Dak is Dak Prescott a good quarterback if he got drafted elsewhere, right? Does if we set these guys up in different situations, do they end up being the guys that they're supposed to be, or do they fall out like we've seen all these other quarterbacks, yeah. right? So I will say that in my opinion, right, Justin well, Fields will probably. And we'll see how it plays. I think Trevor fun. Lawrence is labeled the generational talent because that's who he is, and that's like a guy like Andrew Luck. And I know Andrew Luck didn't work out, but that's because he chose not for it to work out. Like Luck, he had made been, a comeback. Maybe. I'm, I'm uh, right right now. Now. No, I'm take right, right now. now. <laughs> oh, I would take Luck in a heartbeat. To, to end <laughs> the show, to end this amazing episode, it's only fair to say one last thing, Patty. The New York Yankees are losing again, three nothing. Are they? Yep. Well, that's good. The season's over. Three nothing. How many games have they played so far? I think we're about sixteen. Sixteen, 16 games, games over. Hundred sixty-two games season. They played. And it's three nothing, and the Indians already got a runner on second in the bottom of the second. Nobody out. So, 
Hey guys, it's been a pleasure. I'm very happy that you guys brought me on. This was a lot of fun. Guys, right, thanks. Pleasure this to be back was on again. It's a pleasure. Always fun. Hey. Great episode. Happy to have you boys. You guys are the best if you stuck around with us. We know this episode went a little longer than usual, but certain times call for certain measures. So we had to really reach into the bag of tricks for this episode. We love you guys. We thank you for listening. Check out the website at dualthreatsports.weebly.com for all blog posts, picks of the day, you name it. It's all up there. Go check it out. A lot of good material on there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until the next episode.